0: you're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. for small groups, 10 a.m. for worship, or anytime at asburybosier.org. Well, it's going to be with you this, uh, this morning as we start a new series called Earn, Save, Give. It is a stewardship series. Please don't leave. <laughs> um, uh, for the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about John Wesley's simple rules for money. Uh, And they are very simple. It's earn, save, give. Earn all you can, which is the lesson that we all like, which is where we're starting today. Earn all you can. People like that lesson. but That's not the only lesson. Earn all you can, save all you can, and give all you can. Our scripture lesson today is a single verse from Proverbs. It's it's Proverbs 23, verse 4. It'll be on the screens. It'll be online, and it's also in your Bible, and it goes like this. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Be wise enough to desist. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, as, you, as you may have heard, uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, has passed away, uh, and now we have a uh, we, excuse me, we, we settled that hundreds of years ago. England has a new monarch, uh, King George the... Oh, I almost gave my... Federalist cards away. Uh, England has uh, a new mon- monarch, King George III. And this week uh, maybe you've heard some stories of I mean an end of an era. I mean my gosh, how much has happened while she has had uh, the crown has been remarkable and amazing. And maybe you've heard some stories of stories of great success, great compassion, great service to her country, but also uh, mistakes and missteps. Uh, after all, we are all human. And I read a, a surprising story. Uh, today, uh, not today, uh, this week, uh, about the Queen, uh, reported by Robert Cunningham, who's a Presbyterian pastor out of Kentucky, uh, who's working on his doctorate. And this is on Twitter for everyone in God to see, so you can look this up later. Uh, But this is his story. This is great. He says... Every legislative session begins with a visit from the queen, and it's very regal, has a very regal tradition. She wears her crown and robe and processes down a hallway lined with the queen's guards who literally strike the stone walls with their swords as she passes by to make sparks fly. The hallway ends at the House of Lords where the queen enters to take her seat on the throne and essentially commissions the legislators to enact the will of the people. Several years ago, they were forced to break tradition, however, to accommodate the queen in her old age. There's a grand staircase leading to the hallway, and it became too much for her to climb. So they decided to start using the elevator to get her up. Well, the first year they did, there was a, there was a mistake made. The lift operator accidentally pushed the button for the wrong floor. Rather than the entrance to Parliament, he pressed the button for the maintenance floor. The lift the lift goes up, the doors open, and Alice from the cleaning crew, with her head down, pushes her cleaning cart into the elevator, as she has done time and time again. Only this time she pinned the Queen of England against the wall of the elevator. And the doors close behind her, and Alice is stuck in the lift with the Queen and her entire guard, and she lets out an expletive not fitting for the presence of royalty. There's an awkward silence. No one knows what to do, but the silence was broken by the queen's uncontrollable laughter. And then there came the most remarkable invitation. Rather than opening the doors to let Alice off, the queen asks the lift operator uh, to take them down to the proper floor. And the doors open, and to everyone's shock out walks Her Majesty the Queen and Alice the maintenance worker. Then the queen, in all of her regalia, along with Alice in her maintenance uniform, process side by side down the royal uh, royal hallway. And then it gets better. Once a year, for the rest of Alice's life, she was invited back to Buckingham Palace for high tea with her newfound friend. I hope you find that a bit surprising, right? It's something that we don't Imagine here's the queen and all of her regalia, and then uh, Alice, uh, the, the the maintenance worker, with her walking down this royal hallway to begin to begin parliament. What a juxtaposition! What an interesting and surprising look. It's kind of like when, uh, as a parent, I am surprised often, uh, especially as of late with Robert. So my youngest, the caboose, Robert, uh, uh, who's I, th- I think in the children's area right now, um, Robert. I say this he likes to play with forks better than playing with knives, but he likes to play with plastic forks, and for Robert they're like they're like uh, he goes on little adventures with his forks, and I know you're judging me nine ways to Sunday, but you know uh, I'm not asking you about your kid, uh, so he likes to play with forks, and he has these little adventures, and you never you're never quite sure if Robert is ever listening right because he's like doing these things. One day he was in the living room and he's just like having this adventure, like Voltron fighting He-Man or whatever it is. He's like, and he stops and he goes, Dad, did you know that black holes have gravity and white holes don't? Like, what? What? Are you a savant? What is going on? What is happening here? Surprising. Some things, are just, some things just catch us by surprise, Right? When we talk about stewardship, when we talk about money in the church, um, uh, sometimes we have this idea in our head that it's about numbers and spreadsheets and something formal, and everyone, I want you to give 7% more than you gave last, whatever. I hope that you're surprised at least a little bit of a stewardship series that begins with, hey, everyone, earn all you can. I hope that's at least a little bit life-giving to you. That's how John Wesley, because in John Wesley's context, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, at the time, and this was a very, there was a Puritan movement going on in England, and this idea of money was evil and money was to be resisted. And here's John Wesley coming along saying, actually, step one is earn all you can. How refreshing of an idea. Now, there's more to the story, but it begins with earn all you can. Sometimes in the church, uh, money can be tricky, right? Earn all you can is, is not meant to be, be lavish. That's, that's spend all you can. <laughs> that's not one of the three. <laughs> it's not about lavish living. And sometimes in the church, there is this dance Of of how we use money. Everything should be used for the mission of the church out in the world. But then we also have like a beautiful sanctuary that has like a light bill and these things. It's always this dance in terms of being effective, being what God is calling us to be. There's always a tension, a tension when we talk about money in the church. When John Wesley brings this earn, save, give What he's asking his people to do Or what he did Is to bring wisdom Into stewardship It's not just about numbers It's not just about a budget Though we have those It's about wisdom It's not just being smart with money And you know the difference between being smart and being wise Right? I've mentioned this before Being smart You know that, that a tomato is actually a fruit That's what it's like to be smart. Then to be wise means to don't ever put it in a fruit salad, right? That's what wisdom means, right? There's a difference between being smart with money and being wise with money. Uh, There was a, um, for example, (laughs) there was one of my colleagues uh, got got into it with his finance, we don't ever do that here, but he got into it with his finance director, uh, the chairman uh, of the finance committee. Uh, and, and they were really trying to make cuts and trying to figure things out and how we're going to be in ministry and do all these things. And the, the the pastor became a little cheeky and said, look, whatever the bottom line number is, it's going to be 99.99% more than Jesus had to work with. So we will be fine, right? There's a difference between being smart and being wise. So let's talk about being wise with money. Uh, and I'm also going to open my closet Wide for everyone in the internet to see (laughs) And talking about money There were two times Well, three times Well, there was more than two I'll I'll tell you about two of them Where we ran out We were not wise with money Well, three times really When I was was in college My parents gave me, in my own name A credit card for emergencies only (laughs) Yeah, you know where this is going (laughs) Yeah, round about my junior year After the bill had gotten up to like four digits Yeah, my dad called and said Since when was Ruth's Chris an emergency? And my answer was Since I started dating a coyote Um, Well, you might have other reasons to spend lots of money But there were two times in my life Where we we ran out First, uh, we were in seminary uh, we were in North Carolina, uh, and on Saturday morning, I sat down to pay our bills at the computer, and I pulled up our account, and all of the numbers were in red. And my first thought was, what an odd web design, <laughs> because when, <laughs> just an interesting aesthetic choice, because, because when you put all the numbers in red, it suggests that you've run out of all of your, oh my God, we had run out. Like four digits worth of runout, we we just didn't have it, gone. So we had to call family, we had to call friends, and had to do a OTO. Have you ever had a OTO, a one-time only loan from Papa? You know? And it is this nauseous or nauseating helpless, shameful feeling. I should have done better, I should have been more more wise. We weren't lavishly living. We need to do better. It's a sickening feeling. And then there's the second time. (laughs) This is after seminary, uh, and I'm I'm an associate pastor at Broadmoor United Methodist Church across the river, and uh, we were, I was on fire for Jesus. I was on fire for the Lord, man. I was given 20 to like 25% back to the church and the offering plate. I was just making it rain every time I went to worship. I just putting it all, bam, 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 bam. And not only that, but like, I wouldn't turn in receipts. I'm driving around town, didn't turn in mileage, didn't turn in receipts. I bought stuff for the office. And I even I even looked down on pastors that did that. I'm like, how dare you? We are doing the work of the Lord. How dare you turn in a receipt for taking someone to lunch What's wrong with you? I don't know Doing all the things Bump, bam, bam, bam Something like At the end of the day it was something like 30% back to the church Ready to change the world Here we go And then round about March I sat down Started to do um, uh, My taxes um, And I don't know How I missed This little nugget of truth uh, But clergy are self-employed Ergo Clergy pays self-employment tax, right? So I'm just sitting here making it rain all day for like eight months of my life. And then, as the Beatles say, (laughs) you know, here here comes a tax man. Uh, And we couldn't pay it. Couldn't pay it. Now, I'm not one to make change in the offering plate. Please don't do that. I came into work uh, the next day and I must have been, I must have been like pale and sickly looking after coming up with that realization, because Reverend Conrad Edwards, who was um, our miles of the congregation, uh, uh, compassionate, uh, he did a lot of our visitation, it was just a, uh, just a kind, kind soul. Uh, he came up to me, he goes, you doing all right? You, you don't look all right. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not. And I told him the whole story. Uh, and later that day, their Sunday school class bailed us out. So when I start a stewardship series in terms of wisdom and money, let me be very human before we begin. (laughs) Um, I think sometimes we can overly spiritualize our giving. For example, like if you just sow a $1,000 seed, God will bless you tenfold and you'll get $10,000 in return. Kind of this, if you... If you give 10% Then God will finally start blessing you Right, that kind of a thing And we all know that That doesn't start until at least 20% Right It's a joke It's a joke (laughs) Stewardship I'm I'm realizing stewardship jokes just don't work So I'm just going to keep Edit the sermon as I go That can do a lot of damage To over-spiritualize Though It is interesting how God showed up when we de- needed God to show up in those instances. And God showed up through a Sunday school class. And God showed up through friends. Right? It wasn't that I gave to the church and then I had a check in the mail at the end of the day. God worked through people around us. Earn all you can. Earn all you can. We have to be wise with our economy. Or there's a Greek word, oikonomia, which means household, how we organize our lives, right? We have to be wise with our stewardship, earn all you can. When John Wesley talked about earning all you can, which was a surprising message for his people, he talked about it in three different ways. Number one, earn all you can through honest industry, is what he said. Earn all you can through honest industry. Now that doesn't mean that you can't own a bar or whatever. That's not really what he means by honest industry. What he means is do not earn all of your can all you can at the expense of your neighbor. Don't earn all you can at the expense of your neighbor. Right? It is all what people are always more valuable than profit. Right? Do not lose your humanity by attempting to earn all you can. Earn all you can through honest industry. Be a hard worker. Do good work. Don't lord it over someone else, right? Uh, Don't use falsehood to get ahead in the world. Earn all you can through honest industry. Secondly, earn all you can through common sense. And for some of us, that is harder than others, and I'm talking about me. Um, uh, just, this, just this weekend, <laughs> so we, were, uh, uh, we went out of town. Uh, it was for, for a funeral, and I'm thankful that we were there. Uh, we went to um, Batesville, Mississippi. Anyone know where Batesville, Mississippi is? Okay, yeah, a couple, you know. Just a stone's throw from the bowels of I mean, Ole Miss. It's about 30 minutes from Ole Miss in Oxford. Uh, and we spent the day in Memphis, and it was great fun. Uh, on the way back in terms of common sense i really don't have it something as simple as like packing the car is completely lost on me cuz I, I was going to be i'm just i'm just throwing stuff like in the back of the van anyway like tetris the video game tetris is uh, is is foreign so i don't know i don't know how to you know terrible so i'm just throwing stuff and i could just i could just i feel it i felt it Christy's christy standing right next to me and i could just feel just feel it, the, 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 the blood pressure going up to right between her eyeballs. And I'm just putting stuff in there. And she's like, actually, if you, can you, um, if you put this back, can I do it? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is yes. So <laughs> I went back, went back in the car. Common sense, earn all you can through common sense. And what John Wesley meant by that is today, do things just a little bit better than you did yesterday. Today, do things just a little bit yester- better than yesterday. Don't hang on to yesterday. Let go of yesterday. And today, that's enough. Just do things a little bit better than you did yesterday. I'm reading a book right now. It's called Atomic Habits. Uh, not atomic as in, but atomic as in very, very small, like an atom. And in this book, it's, it's, it's common, it, common sense, really. He says, improve yourself by 1% today. One percent, and then what you discover is that by the end of the year you've improved by like thirty percent. Improved by, and I'm I'm on my own journey. Let me open the closet again too, right? My pulling myself out of COVID, uh, because during those two and a half years I ate everything in sight, I drank everything in sight, and was not taking care of myself, right? One percent, improve yourself by one percent a day, and then you'll find yourself. To be in a place of success, in a place of, of, of betterment, right? Earn all you can through common sense, right? Thirdly, he says, earn all you can by not paying more for something's value. By not paying more for something than it is valued. And that's what I want to lean into a little bit this day. He's not like, he's not saying, like, go on eBay and, like, check prices and, and this you know, use Trivago or something like that. Some gifts are expensive. Not all gifts or not all money is created equally, right? Uh, There's a member of my family uh, who we know when she gives a gift, we know that it's going to be expensive. And not because of the dollar amount. It's because of what comes along with it, right? Do you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Do you, are there people around your Thanksgiving table? With, right. Uh, there's a gift, but a, with the gift, you have to give thank you notes. You have to call and thank you. You have to detail how you used the gift. Right. These kinds of things. Right. Some gifts are expensive. Right. Um, and by the way, I've never, I've, I find this fascinating. Of someone get like, if you give a gift. This is just a pro tip. This is just a life hack for everybody in the room. If you give a gift and then you get upset that you don't get a thank you note in return, it wasn't a gift. Some gifts are very expensive when they're given to you. Earn all you can, but don't pay more for something than what it's worth. And what John Wesley means by that is earn all you can but not at the expense of your health. Don't pay more for something than what it's worth. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your health. I've been to lots of funerals. I've counseled lots of people. I never once heard someone say, I wish dad had answered more emails. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your own health. Yeah? Don't pay for something more than what it's worth. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your neighbor. And that goes along with what we said earlier, uh, earn by honest means or honest industry. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your neighbor. Don't throw them under the bus to get ahead. After Stalin's death, this is fantastic, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower uh, was interviewed uh, after Stalin's death. Uh, And he said, look, I'm tired, I think everyone is tired of just plain indictments against the Soviet regime. I think it would be wrong, in fact, asinine for me to get up before the world now and to make another one of those indictments. Instead, just one thing matters. What, uh, What have we got to offer the world? And then he said this. Every gun that is made, every warship launched, every rocket fired signifies, in the final sense, a theft from those who hunger and are not fed, those who are cold and not clothed. This world in arms is not spending money alone. It is spending the sweat of its laborers, the genius of its scientists, the hopes of its children. This is not a way of life at all in any true sense. Under the cloud of threatening war, it is humanity hanging from a cross of iron. After Stalin's death, the Soviet regime was still in power and he was discerning what to do about that. Eisenhower wanted to end the Cold War, not escalate it. May we feed the hungry, clothe the naked, may we teach our children well. Because the third principle is earn all you can but not at the expense of your own soul. Don't let money capture you. Don't lose your soul over the money that is in your pocket. I think it's very helpful that our money says in God we trust. It's a reminder of what we should be using it for. And I hope you think twice about using it for something that isn't fruitful, helpful, life-giving in the world. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your own soul. Because one thing I've been thinking a lot about is how my children are going to learn from how I treat money. Because here I am going to college with an emergency card <laughs> of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse emergency card. How am I teaching them? Which was the catalyst... Uh, for these guys right here. These piggy banks, oh, I didn't take the dot, sorry. There are no dollars in this one, there are no quarters in this one. All the ones out there have quarters in them so that they make noise and they remind us uh, of what's inside. A piggy bank, the most kosher way to save. Um, I said I wasn't gonna do any more stewardship jokes, that was. So, what are these? Um, We have these in lobbies. This is not just for our children. It's for everyone. We have plenty for everyone. I want everyone to take one. Uh, Loaded inside of it uh, is a dollar. uh, Four quarters. And this is what we want you to do. Every week, there's a different ask of you. This week, earn all you can, right? What we're asking our children to do is to figure out some way to invest this dollar. Whether it's buy a cookie for someone, uh, buy some lemons and make lemonade, uh, however you do, Uh, Add value to what's been given to you. That's really at the heart of Earn All You Can, right? Is to add value to what's been given to you. And you can do that in lots of ways, either monetarily, investing, but you can also add value to what's been given to you in terms of your time and your talent. You have a talent to sing. Add value to that talent by teaching someone how to sing. You know how to build a wheelchair ramp? Add value to that knowledge by building a wheelchair ramp for someone and asking someone to go along with you. Add value to what God has already offered to you. Disciple Bible is a great example of this. Add value to your journey here at Asbury. Let's hang out with each other. Let's worship on Sunday and then add value to that experience and to our relationships with each other and come back to study. Come back on Wednesdays. Add value to your time here by coming back on Wednesdays and breaking bread with each other. Yes, I would love for this piggy bank to be full of a million bucks when you come back in a couple of weeks for Stewardship Sunday. My finance team has ordered me to tell you we would love for these to be full of a million bucks when you come back on Commitment Sunday in a couple of weeks. But the point is to add value to your journey. To take what God has already offered to you and to add value to that by serving with one another Teaching one another Journeying with one another And a lot of that only Costs you your time And your energy Oh, I'd love for you to give 20% this year That'd be amazing I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now You can mark it down If everybody gives 20% We won't do a stewardship series For the next three years Done You heard it here first The point is to add value to the grace that God has given you and to share that with the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.